Welcome to the Good Fight Podcast. I'm Brian Holm, and this is uh, Season 2, Episode 13. Yep, I'm Denver Ekman, and um, for this uh, episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about the border. Um, and so, just to get into it, uh, recently, uh, in the news, as some of you have, may have heard, uh, the Biden in- in- administration announced that they're going to basically let Title 42 expire, which um, started back in mid-2020. Um, it's basically uh, a uh, something that was enacted by the Trump administration um, to slow down people coming over the border due to um, uh, health concerns with COVID. Um, so over half of those encountered at our border were turned, to, turned around at that point. Yeah, and, and uh, it's it's so interesting researching these things. How out, you can out there on you know in the on the internet, you can find all kinds of information about the border. To you know, oh my gosh, it's the most extreme pro- problem in the whole world. Kind of like some people do with climate change, sure. or oh, it's not really a problem. You know, everything's fine and it's no big deal. But now, to me, you know, anybody with eyes to see and ears to hear, the the, the southern border is a, is stressed, and and it, it, it's been under extreme stress even with Title Forty Two in place. Uh, for instance, with over two million encounters uh, at the southern border last year, Title Forty Two, uh, as Denver just said, was innate was uh, uh, enabled us to turn back over half of those. And so with it it, uh, set to expire on May 23rd, it seemed to set us up for this this huge tsunami, uh, you know, just as the weather improves, it's typically the the biggest time of year for, you know, illegal border crossings. And so uh, just we're we're trying to think of how do we as Christians and others of good sense and goodwill, how do we respond to this in an appropriate way? Yeah, uh, I agree. It's been a problem for a long time. And obviously, I don't think there's been, you know, a, a perfect solution, but, you know, there's really no perfect solutions. But um, as most of the topics that we cover, um, this is really just the tip of the iceberg um, for, like I said, something that has been an issue going back decades. Um, so what we're trying to do is just to bring this to your attention um, and, and scratch the surface there to get um, some ideas flowing um, but these are some no-brainer things that you know I think we should all probably agree on, um, and then hopefully you know provide some we can provide some resources and you can dig deeper and uh, because there is so much uh, out there like Brian said on the internet about this, um, so it's it's accessible and there's a lot of information and um, but yeah it's been an issue um, and looks like it's going to be a pretty big issue this summer. Yeah, I mean, I really like thinking through this issue, both as a, as a committed biblical Christian and knowing all of the scripture that talks about being compassionate to people, uh, and yet as, uh, as a, 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 an open-eyed American, too, in just realizing that we can't just keep having an, uh, basically an uncontrolled border happening either. So we'll, we'll get into some suggestions a little bit later on after this short break. All right, and we are back talking about uh, our southern border. 
as we uh, mentioned just previous, uh, this Title 42 is basically, it, it's a health law. Um, so it, it's, um, and that's important. Now, um, apparently, uh, when the Trump administration wanted the CDC to use its powers to enact this, uh, the, the top doctor in, over the CDC refused to comply. So the really interesting part of this is uh, former Vice President uh, Mike Pence intervened and used his authority uh, to put this into action. Um, is so, it, isn't yeah. it interesting, let's, let me interject, Denver, yeah. isn't it interesting that the top doctor at the C- CDC, uh, whoever that might have been, um, uh, you know, is so into these kind of draconian mandates and all that stuff for the citizens, but is not willing to enact something like this to uh, to, to protect uh, our own citizens from the the you know virtually uncontrolled influx of people coming over the border. As one of my favorite professors say says, things that make you go hmm. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. I like it. <laughs> um, so anyways, um, just something to mention is Title 42, as it may seem like we, we want this to extend, uh, it might be inconsistent with um, our, our, our want for COVID lockdowns to never happen again, mandates to go away. Um, but the fact of the matter is our southern border is out of control. So, you know, it was a this Title 42 was a, a, a nice mechanism to put this stuff into place. But, you know, now that it's expiring, we have a real issue um, that that's going to be upon us. Yeah. And as compassionate as we want to be as as believers and, you know, human beings uh, with the, 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 the plight of people that, first of all, are already here illegally, but are still are good, sincere people. Um, uh, and the, those coming over the border, we can't uh, we can't ignore the fact that illegal immigration, uh, the the porous border, is causing all kinds of issues. Um, uh, some of which are just the the drugs coming over the border, and the if, the, if you haven't looked into the fentanyl uh, crisis and and all that, and what a you know what a, a terrible danger that is to so many people. Uh, and how that's being a lot of it manufactured in China and coming to Mexico and then over the border, uh, and and then the gang issues going back and forth uh, and the, the the cartels for the drugs sending uh, bad people uh, here to do bad things. Uh, it just uh, we can't let it go on. And just as a personal note, you know, this whole drug thing. You know, I have somebody that I love very much that was affected by this type of stuff. This illegal drugs, so it, it's a really big issue, and it really hits home with me just because of that that personal um, experience that I that I know of that I that it was pretty big deal. So, um, you know, along with drugs, you have uh, gangs and criminals um, that obviously are a big issue, and, and and health issues as well. But not only COVID, but all kinds of diseases. Um, I don't know if anybody has um, ever driven. Uh, through the California checkpoint, but you know, sometimes they'll stop you and ask you if, if you know, uh, you have any vegetables or you know whatever. So it almost seems like they're more worried about you bringing vegetables over than our southern borders were worried about bringing you know fentanyl and, and heroin over the border. So yeah, and all kinds of diseases, you know, the, the smallpox and things like yeah. that that have basically been eradicated, but 
um, are are coming over and kind of uh, are kind of uh, rearing their ugly head again. Um, and then the, the the strain on our infrastructure, uh, and people try to anticipate this. California had Proposition 22 that would have eliminated, uh, you know, education and other and healthcare services uh, going to, uh, you know, illegal immigrants, and that was struck down in the courts. And how you know, how, no matter how you might feel about that, and you want to try to be compassionate to people. Uh, the, the infrastructure just cannot handle unlimited uh, uh, things like this and the, the, the resource of paying for it. So, um, and, and since, since the, the Biden administration took over, uh, illegal border crossings have increased. Uh, hands of law enforcement have been tied and, and policies changed. And, and, and no matter how you feel about it, uh, uh, you know, under Trump, uh, there was kind of an awareness that this was an issue and the attempt to do some things about it, uh, that, that there were far less illegal uh, uh, crossings during that time than there had been since the current administration took over. Yeah, and now we're kind of, you know, with this issue present, we, we have some real questions that uh, we need to kind of uh, take into consideration. You know, now that, you know, roughly 20 million um, are here, what do we do? Uh, you know, mass deportation, uh, blank, blanket amnesty, one of Ronald Reagan's great regrets, um, free education and health care, which, oh boy. You Already know. there. Yeah. Um, so we just, since this issue has been present for so long, um, and, you know, there's probably never going to be um, a perfect solution, like I stated before, but we have to have something that's going to work for now. And so that's kind of where we are. Yeah. And just some of the kind of no-brainer things that, uh, you know, at least we should be able to agree on the apprehension and prosecution and deportation of illegals that are, uh, are, are criminals that are committing crimes, uh, repeat offenders, they come over the border time and time again. And uh, just some, some things like that to help protect our, our families while we try to fix this huge issue and and I think a lot of us that that, that try to think think this way uh, uh, are accused of being heartless and not caring about these other people and I, you know I think I can speak for both of us Denver we don't we don't feel that way and yet uh, uh, we want to try to be compassionate but this is a real problem that we need to grapple with as uh, as a country and as citizens and realize that it's got to be solved. And uh, kind of looking at it, that you know, I think one of the reasons there's been a stalemate is there are people on both sides of the aisle, both Republicans and Democrats, that are benefiting from this. Yeah. I, real quick, I just want to go back um, to uh, you know prosecuting um, people who break laws, and I feel like that you know if if you uh, kind of let people break laws and and not get in trouble. For it, you know, what else are they going to do, you know, or what does that say about you as a country um, if you're not going to enforce your own laws? Um, you know, same thing uh, as a parent, you know, if you don't have your own rules um, or if you have rules and you let your children break them, you know, what? how well is that child really going to turn out, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, anyways. Yeah. Those of us that have, uh, you know, been involved in the psychology uh, business, we, we love talking about appropriate boundaries, and I think those can legitimately include borders. And, uh, you know, if you don't enforce appropriate boundaries, then as an individual, individual that, that makes you a victim. 
Yeah. And so you could probably apply that to us as a country. And I think you know we have too much going for us, and we have got too much compassion and too too much that we really could do to benefit uh, this situation uh, than to uh, than we're doing now. So. Um, yeah, so it, it's a mess, and um, uh, and and I think people don't realize that with the border right now, illegal uh, illegal immigrants are coming out across the border. They're being bussed or flown uh, to various places in the interior of the United States and basically dropped off sometimes in the middle of the night. And there's there's documented uh, pictures of this. And, uh, and, and we don't know about that. And, and I think local uh, communities have a right to be able to, you know, kind of have a say or an, an awareness of this. And uh, so when we come back uh, after our, our lightning round of good news, we'll kind of get into what's maybe some of the practical uh, solutions uh, for this are. Yeah. lightning round and uh, some good news and for me the uh, lightning round and the good news involve the same uh, the same issue and and again once again it involves our friend uh, Ron DeSantis Governor Ron DeSantis down in Florida and uh, and also just something I think it's good for all of us to have to our attention and uh, just as a just a thumbnail but it, it's all about how important redistrict is the redistricting the drawing of of congressional and legislative districts. And this happens every 10 years constitutionally. Uh, it's based on the census that's taken every 10 years. And uh, so e each state uh, is responsible for, for those things. And uh, literally the, the makeup of Congress can be influenced by this. And people have realized that for a long time how important this is. And uh, hopefully you've heard from your history courses of gerrymandering. And that's uh, named after a, a man named Elbridge Jerry, who tried to rig Massachusetts uh, elections and district to uh, to favor either his election or or somebody's election or his party's election, and the the district looked like a snake or a salamander, so that's why they called it uh, gerrymandering. But um, uh, to bring that to now, uh, the the new districts are being drawn, and the first time those are going to come to effect are going to be in the midterms coming up. And uh, blue states like California and uh, and uh, and New York have have because they're in the hands of Democrats are uh, have drawn their districts to the advantage of, of Democrats, which is uh, if you kind of look at the leanings of the of the constituents in the district, will result in a loss of uh, of uh, Republican seats in, in the Congress. Uh, on the other side of the aisle, the, the red states and more conservatives. Um, I think maybe in trying to be nice and fair, uh, some of them have uh, maybe held back a little bit on their redistricting efforts, or they've been allowed to be challenged in the courts and their redistricting efforts have been cut down because they, they say that uh, it disadvantages uh, minority voters. So uh, fast forward that to, to Ron DeSantis, where a proposal came in that in his mind uh, was not being fair to the conservative side, which, like it or not, uh, is in power in Florida. 
And so he vetoed that bill and has, uh, uh, has helped uh, with kind of his own proposal. And very truly, it does favor the Republican conservative side. And so how, however we feel about that, uh, that, that kind of is the way game, the game is played on both sides. And until we figure out uh, a better way to do that, and I don't know, it's been talked about for you know, a- ages immemorial. Until we figure out a better way to do that, then uh, it seems like it's perfectly fair game. So that that's good news that uh, it, that you know, and these things will likely be challenged. But uh, I like the fact that he's kind of pushing for that uh, that kind of a thing and to kind of stand up for uh, and and exercise the uh, the the power that they've been uh, given by the voters of Florida. Yep, that's that's some good information. And you know, gerrymandering is kind of like. The border issue, you know, it's been there for a long time. It'll probably be there for a long time. <laughs> yeah, in, in the resources, there's a there's a a, a, a more uh, detailed explanation of kind of that whole process and the history of it. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, my topic um, recently at my uh, college, um, there's been a couple protests on campus. Uh, the first one was last week, um, and the protest was held by. Um, people advocating for uh, transgender rights, as they call them. Um, And uh, we kind of talked a little bit uh, on this podcast about um, what was coming out of Utah as far as the transgender bill and the governor vetoing it and everything. So um, anyways, uh, I am also part of a Turning Point USA chapter. And we had heard about, you know, this, they were going to, you know, do this protest and you know, none of our people showed up. Nobody showed up besides the people who were advocating for that. So, um, in response, we wanted to do. We wanted to uh, voice our own opinions, how we felt on the issue. Um, so we had planned a protest um, for today. Made signs, everything. You know, I, I wasn't able to be there for the whole time, but um, uh, anyways, we were met with a group of probably forty or fifty counter protesters. Um, and you know, to be honest, they were just really nasty, yelling um, uh, not so good things, things I can't repeat um, to us, about us, how we think, um, just demeaning um, things. Um, and we tried to be as respectful as possible. And you know, this is something that I heard; I wasn't there, but um, our chapter president for Turning Point USA went up and kind of hushed down the crowd and um, basically um, extended his hand. Um, to the counter protesters and you know he saw that they were they were visibly upset and asked if they wanted to have an open conversation um, and they all responded um, they were yelling no no you know we don't care this this and that so my whole point is um, I remember I think it was probably like two episodes ago we talked about how how do we talk to these people and this is a perfect example as you know people who just are not willing um, to to have the conversation, um, very hard to have conversations with these people, and they just ha- really have no interest in it as well uh, when you are trying to communicate in good faith. And so I saw that firsthand today, um, and it's really, really unfortunate that we can't try to, to reason with these people, not because we don't want to, but they are unwilling. And so it's, it's just kind of sad to see that. Yeah, very sad, Denver. And uh, it you know, just kind of illustrates to me that, that when you don't really have a valid argument or you don't have much of a leg to stand on, all you have is 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 yelling, and uh, it's not it's not a good sign. And that says we as as Americans of every political and philosophical stripe 
uh, need to, to be united against that kind of a thing and seek to, uh, to eliminate as much as possible. I agree. All right, back in a second, and uh, some suggestions about what to do about that border crisis. Right, and we're back talking about the border, um, and and now as we advocate and wait for change to happen and hope for it to, um, how do we behave as Christ would have us? WWJD, what would Jesus do? It's a good way just to, of thinking about you know a lot of things in life, but this being a pretty big thing, it's um, it's important to uh, to think about that. And now when we're talking about this, there's a difference between macro and micro level responses. Um, basically, ma- macro meaning um, the issue as a whole, um, and then micro being you know an individual. So an, an individual with an issue um, obviously is a lot different um, than just the whole um, border policy um, um, as it is in, in one uh, big policy, I guess you could say. Yeah, and it's uh, it, it's kind of like you you're, you treat with uh, you treat an individual with a with an issue. How you treat them is very different from determining as a as a country how we are going to order society. And there are some issues and some things that that people always have and are always going to uh, to to deal with on an individual level. But we as a society still need to determine that you know what society's opinion is going to be about that. Is it still is it right or wrong? Is it good or bad? And so um, uh, so that that balance is very delicate. So for instance, uh, you know, uh, as we look at this, sometimes uh, conservatives and liberals can kind of think on 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 those opposite sides, and there are some good things on both sides. And instead of really trying to grapple with it, we end up kind of talking around one another. So, for instance, you know, conservatives probably would would tend to to work on more of the macro level or the kind of the head, you know, where the issues of the head or the issues of policy and principle uh, need to help us address these these big issues like the border and immigration on a, on a national uh, and and a large group level, and so. Uh, you know, and some people, um, in, including some Christians, are uniquely gifted and called to do God's work on this level. It's important, um, and um, uh, that this is the conservative position at its best is being able to to uh, to do that to look at the large um, thing. Now, every mo- every movement's also going to have its kook fringe. So the kook fringe would be the kind of white supremacists and isolationists that we don't want to have any immigration we need to keep to ourselves and we're not talking about that there needs to be immigration and in in some of our multiple quotes of the day later on we'll talk about the importance of that and yet the importance of those unifying principles that that's what makes america unique or what makes us american yeah and just on the other hand of that you have the liberals on on the micro end uh, tending to deal with the issues you know of the heart and compassion um, of, for the families involved, and at its best, um, that is Christ-like and in scriptural motivation. Now, um, 
uh, many feel they occupy the moral high ground in this because of uh, uh, because scripture tends to remind us frequently to have compassion for um, uh, people uh, like that and um, that that is all well and good but they they kind of use it in a different way um, can I just inter- interject Denver that uh, you know that whole the the moral ground uh, I think scripture has to remind us of that <laughs> frequently because as humans that's what we're going to tend to neglect i mean to me ordering society well and like we are we're told that the government's there for a reason it does not bear the sword in vain uh but that's kind of a more no-brainer thing than maybe looking out for those poor and and, and downtrodden people yeah and as we talked about with the conservatives the, the, the leftists also have their kook fringe um i mean if you uh, have listened to our great re- great reset uh, episodes those people, uh, we listed many of them who are in, kind of involved in that. Um, so um, I would even, you know, kind of put in those, I don't want to say Antifa as an ex- organization, but, you know, kind of what they stand for is, you know, they, they say, you know, free health care and, and all that type of stuff. Um, so anyways. Yeah, I mean, and I think we can, <laughs> there, there's definitely the kook aspect of this, but sadly it's becoming maybe not quite so fringe that a mm. lot of the, these ideas have have really uh, kind of hijacked the Democratic Party and what it mean to, meant to be a classical liberal uh, in, in the positive sense. And so uh, I think that's something for those of, of our listeners and uh, to, who kind of consider themselves in that camp to think about that... Uh, uh, there, there are some very nefarious things that all of us should want to want to want to counter here. Yeah. And a- as Christian believers, you know, we we want to be committed to doing the best to follow commands of Scripture, um, yet also work at the macro level to try to have that balance. Um, and you know, there's people that are gifted um, to do each, really. Um, but um, I, I think kind of our our point is we it, we would love to try to balance the both. Is it hard? Yes. Is it achievable? Also, yes. Yeah. And I think for, for us, uh, we, we need to kind of identify maybe where in the spectrum we fall. And I, I've realized I, I'm a macro type thinker. And so I think that's kind of my gifting. That's my temperament. And I have to realize the, the good things about that and also but really work on trying to be compassionate and and respectful of those who are called to be involved on that kind of uh, you know heart level with uh, with uh, uh, you know down there on the individual level, and and I think the, those who are down on that level need to have some respect for those of us uh, uh, here too. Yeah, I 100% agree. Um, and as I said just a minute ago, you know we want to try to balance the micro and, and macro issues, um, and you know there. We cannot accommodate everybody, and just like say, you know, Malibu can't accommodate everybody who wants to live there, or people who really enjoy going to concerts, um, you know, uh, like Coachella is popular now. <laughs> uh, there are a certain number of people that can get in, and you know, when tickets go on sale, you rush on the internet to try to get your ticket, but they eventually sell out, and that's just kind of the way it is. Yeah, or if you can't afford a ticket, then you know, you got to figure out. You know, a, a way to make that work. So yeah, that's the first one of our kind of suggestions as we wrap up the segment here, uh, is that distinguish the the macro from the micro issues and uh, and and understand that one of the macro issues is we cannot uh, deal with everybody, and we and really should not. 
And so, and, and secondly, I think it's good for us to, to try to pray and, and organize and, and identify uh, people, or whether you call them missionaries or people that are helping, but to help some other countries uh, make to have the reforms in the countries that will make them more winsome to live in, uh, and so will uh, it will eliminate the need for so many people to, uh, to to try to come up here. Yeah, and something else is to resist the temptation of a sanctuary city policy. It uh, emotionally feels good on the surface. It looks good, um, but it really makes the problem worse. And as I've said on this podcast, you know, we want to try to think and, and not feel. Yep. And next, for churches and Christian believers, really try to, to, to seek to help and show compassion for the hardworking, really good people uh, that are in our communities, in our churches, our neighbors, that, uh, you know, that, that uh, f- for whatever reason are, are here and they may be here for a while. And if they're not, you know, hurting us or and are trying to work hard, try to be compassionate, try to, to share the gospel with them. Try to teach them the, the, the some of the responsibilities and, and aspects of being an, uh, an American uh, that go along with the, the kind of citizenship and the kind of legal immigration that we want to try to advocate for. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, one of the best ways to kind of uh, put this change into action is we need to elect representatives at every level, not just, you know, the federal level, um, but um, everything under that and so on. Um, that acknowledge that these people need to acknowledge that something has to be done to fix border policy. That is one of our known brainers that we had mentioned. Um, there's an ugly combination of the open border uh, crowd for the purpose of undermining um, the United States or lining corporate pockets uh, for cheap labor uh, that will basically just kick this can down the road. And there's a lot of politicians that, that are doing that um, who will even say that, yes, this is a really, really big issue. They, then they get into office, and then they really don't do anything on it. Yeah. Yep. So I think people of goodwill and uh, with the different temperaments need to talk and uh, then work on electing people that will do the hard work. Back with our conclusion quotes in a second. Here we are to wrap up this section of the Good Fight podcast uh, with some quotes. So our, we're, these will be our quotes of the week. <laughs> yep, yep. So probably uh, uh, it, it's pretty simplistic, but uh, Ronald Reagan, I, I don't think we can argue with, a nation that cannot control its borders is not a nation. And so uh, that whole boundary thing that we talked about, uh, I think uh, that that's, uh, is a good way to start. Yeah, so I'll go ahead and do the next quote. Um, it's by Tony Blair. He says this, A simple way to take measure of a country is to look at how many want in and how many want out. And I'll just go ahead and read that one more time. Uh, Tony Blair says, A simple way to take measure of a country is to look at how many people want in and how many want out. And um, you can kind of take the United States as an example of, of the same thing, how many people we have trying to get in and I don't really hear a lot of people who are trying to, to move out of America to, to go, go to China or something. So, <laughs> Yeah. 
Okay, the, the next quote uh, comes from our former president, uh, Jimmy Carter, who was uh, the first president I had the uh, I was able to vote for, and uh, the only president I regret voting for. Uh, <laughs> not that he's not a wonderful guy. I think he's a great guy. He has a great heart, a lot going for him. Uh, but uh, just that's kind of where I've come down. But uh, he's, he, he says, we've become not a melting pot, but a beautiful mosaic. Different people, different beliefs, different yearnings, different hopes, different dreams. And once again, we've become not a melting pot, but a beautiful mosaic. Different people, different beliefs, different yearnings, different hopes, different dreams. Now, while I, I think this reflects uh, beautifully his great heart, I think it's only half the picture, though. And that's what kind of disturbs me about the quote, is that, yes, it talks about uh, diversity, uh, but it doesn't talk about the kind of unity that we need to be able to sustain this ordered liberty that has been the, the, the miracle uh, of our country. And so that whole golden triangle of freedom, freedom requires virtue, which requires faith. Uh, if you don't like that, either melting pot, there still is a grout to the mosaic, or there's a dressing on the salad, or whatever kind of picture you like. There's got to be unity. Uh, we've got to talk about that. Uh, maybe even before we talk about the kinds of diversity that we can have. Yes. Um, so as we uh, get ready to wrap it up, we just thank everybody who lis- uh, who's uh, going, uh, who's listening. Um, and we're finding more and more who um, are listening to the podcast, which is uh, very encouraging. So if you're listening on a regular basis or if you're listening for the first time, drop in and, and, and email us and let us know. If you have any uh, suggestions, we would be uh, happy to hear those. Uh, our email is goodfight71 at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook. Uh, just goodfight has the picture of Brian and, and, and I uh, right on the front there. And so if you happen to find yourself on the Facebook, it'd be really helpful if uh, you could just follow us on there, share our posts, share it with your friends, family. Um, that is uh, a very good tool. Um, and or, so, or any other platform for that matter, whether it's yeah. Spotify or, or Amazon or iHeart, you know, follow, click follow, uh, give us a good review, and that will be very helpful. Yes. So we, uh, we, thank, that, uh, we thank you guys for that and uh, praying for everybody, love everybody, and just want to uh, send a message just to keep, keep up the good fight. Yep. We got some great ideas for future episodes, so we'll keep you posted. Keep it up. Thanks.